Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Well, here we are completing one month of isolation. Feels like it might've been a day, feels like it might've been a year, but we're making it every day. Uh, today we have episode three. Almost sounds like something out of Star Wars, but it is a big day because we have some big guns with the pipeline safety management system information gurus, as I know them, and I talk about them. So I'm excited to do that today. James, how are you today? I'm well, you know, Texas, Texas announced yesterday that, that we may be transitioning back on Friday. So amount, there's an amount of terror and an amount of excitement probably mixed all into a glove starting Friday. So we don't know what any of that looks like officially. Um, there's different phases and different groups coming back. But for us, I mean, I think we're just going to stay the course. But Kind of exciting to start seeing a, a light at the end of the tunnel a bit. But uh, appreciate everybody's time today. Jimmy, thanks for the handoff. Uh, we have got a powerhouse crew today with us. I can say that because we're teammates, and that's what teammates do. But before we get started, how does everyone – let's just go around. Jimmy, I'll start with you. How does everyone take their coffee? Well, I do an iced coffee, so it's not actually hot. Iced coffee in uh, a Clinkett Tribe mug from the Pacific Northwest. Beautiful. Steve? I've never met a cup of coffee I didn't like unless it had sugar in it. So uh, this, this particular cup is uh, black decaf. Uh, I've found that recently if I drink too much coffee uh, with the caffeine, I get a headache. But I'll, I'll drink a couple, two, three cups of coffee. Of, uh, 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 full strength with uh, maybe cream in it, and then I transition over to uh, decaf black. Full disclosure, I don't trust anybody that drinks decaf, but um, <laughs> that's fine. We'll, we'll get through it today. Kelsey, how about you? This is actually um, Diet Mountain Dew, so I don't drink coffee, but in the spirit of today, I had to put it in a coffee cup. So it'd be Diet Mountain Dew with Jim and James. Yep. Also can't trust that. There's no doubt about it, but... But we are glad you're here. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, let's, let's jump right in. Today's episode, we have got the Executive Director of Pipeline Safety, Steve Allen. Uh, we've already mentioned our teammate at EWN. We're glad he's here. Ms. Kelsey Klingler. Uh, it's hard for me to say your last name, so I try not to. Kelsey is actually one of our newest teammates here, and she is the Director of Pipeline Safety. So uh, normally we, don't, we haven't had EWN folks on other than Jim and I, but uh, we know how important this topic of PSMS is, and uh, we wanted to bring in the experts. So um, honestly, I can't go through all the accolades that these two have because uh, we're on a time crunch, and honestly, I can't keep track of it all. So Steve, first of all, welcome. And look at that EWN shirt, the first time I've seen you not in bibbed overalls. Oh, well, okay. okay. And, and Steve's probably looking at me going, this first time I've seen you not in a hoodie. Uh, we've really, <laughs> uh, us two have really embraced this uh, lax virtual dress code. But uh, Steve, well, you, some are, are you Are you saying that bib overalls aren't business casual? No, I, I, it depends which state you're in, I think. Okay, okay. 
Well, uh, good morning, everybody. And uh, I'm really glad to be on coffee with Jim and James. Um, I have been challenged to uh, keep this uh, short, so I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, but I wanted, I need to frame the discussion uh, regarding uh, pipeline safety management systems and safety culture. Uh, as many of you probably know, American Petroleum Institute recommended practice 1173 <clears throat> calls for uh, operators to complete assessments of their safety cultures um, and then um, uh, be able to track those uh, and continually improve those. Uh, many uh, operators today have already performed uh, safety assessments, okay? So they're familiar with safety surveys. Uh, and a lot of times those safety uh, surveys are uh, more geared towards occupational or, or, or personal safety as opposed to pipeline safety, which there is a distinction there with that. Now, um, I do wanna read uh, some captions out of the RP just because I wanna make sure that I, I quote them correctly. So just bear with me here, okay? So uh, the definition uh, of safety culture. Safety culture is defined by API RP 1173 as, quote, the collective set of attitudes, values, norms, beliefs, and practices uh, that an operator's employees and contractor personnel share with respect to risk and safety. Um, API 1173 goes on to say, uh, quote, although a positive safety culture can exist without a formal PSMS, an effective PSMS cannot exist without a positive safety culture. Therefore, operators should actively work to assess and improve their safety culture. So that's why this is such a big topic right now. Um, uh, and I, I can tell you, it's, it's, it's all about safety culture. Uh, a pipeline operator with a, with a poor safety culture is, is an accident waiting to happen. So, um, so as far as uh, what we're talking about here is, is being able to assess, not evaluate, but assess uh, a safety culture, uh, there, there are, there's, there's a, an accepted approach that basically is a three-legged stool, okay? So the first leg of that stool is to, to uh, uh, take a look at the policies and procedures, um, uh, documentation of communication, uh, and anything you can get your hands on that basically um, says, here's what the company is saying about pipeline safety culture. Uh, here's what an operator wants, uh, how they want their employees to, to act and respond in certain circumstances and situations like, you know, uh, see something, say something, uh, documentation that might cover, um, you know, uh, that employees should not uh, fear uh, any reprisal for speaking up and saying something. Those are, that's the type of documentation that you need to, to identify and evaluate uh, to determine what the company says they want to have happen. Okay, the second leg of that stool is to uh, uh, survey uh, the, the employees within the organization as well as the contractors to um, uh, gauge their perception of how uh, that operator or their company uh, values safety and what they are doing to help um, prevent and mitigate uh, certain threats and risks and so on and so forth. Um, 
So you go through and you, uh, number one, like I said, you, you, the first leg is you, you look at procedures and documentations and records. The second leg is you do a, a, a perception survey to see, okay, so the company says this is what they wanna have happen. This is what the employees perceive, okay? The third step is to actually go out and do a field observation to see what is actually going on, to see whether or not there's any alignment uh, with what the company says, what the employees perceive, and what is actually going on. So uh, I think I did a pretty good job keeping that pretty short and sweet. Um, and folks, we have a bet here on how long it's going to take, so I can't get into it too long. I want to hedge my bet. But uh, anyhow, uh, Kelsey, uh, I just got a quick question, a quick observation. Again, it sounds to me that companies have a lot of this in place right now, but they may not know it. And I think with these tips that you were talking about, these three, the three legs of the stool, they can take the existing parts that they have and put it together and grow into a PSMS model. Is that, is that a correct statement? That's a correct statement on two sides. One on the actual gap analysis of trying to gauge the conformity of, a, of an organization with PSMS, but also um, in, in, in assessing and continually trying to improve safety culture. You know, you have to, you know, the old saying, if you, if you don't uh, measure, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. All right. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, th I think you're, you're right. You're right on the money. So, okay. Thank you. So, uh, Kelsey, could you talk a little bit about the analysis uh, aspect of this and the perception survey tool that you've been uh, developing for the last uh, couple months? Sure. So overall, the completion of a safety culture assessment should include these following three elements in order to determine the alignment of first, what the company says they want to have happen. Second, what employees perception of the strength of the company's safety culture and how well the policies and procedures are being followed. And third, what is occurring in the field based on that field observation that Steve just spoke about. If all of the safety culture indicators are present and scoring well amongst all three legs of, of the stool and th threats are being mitigated, a positive safety culture um, showing that those are mitigated, then one can conclude that there's a sufficiently positive safety culture present. So the perception tool that Steve discussed, the survey we developed was um, created by <coughs> starting with the 10 elements that are outlined in RP 1173. The questions are also tied to various SMS categories, such as issues or positive safety culture indicators that allow our survey platform to analyze the responses into easily viewed data and dashboards and reports so that it can highlight the problem areas that an organization is having or also highlight positive areas so that they can then use that information to create a baseline of their culture perception and as well as based on those results, create an issue, we can create issue focused surveys so that organizations can identify specific areas of improvement and develop strategic strategies and solutions to try and resolve those issues. Um, our safety culture survey tool is an excellent way for a contractor or an operator to begin their SMS journey, as well as continue to evaluate um, their organizational safety culture and their SMS program maturity. So it's a, it's a great tool that can be used by small companies, large companies, and it's a good start for a lot of people to begin their SMS journey. Kelsey, I, you, 
I raised my hand and then you answered it in the next sentence. But I, I was going to say, I know a lot of people are going to ask, you know, whether they're a big operator, a small operator, or a contractor, you know, is, is there a, a perfect approach for, for each, you know, for all three of those? Is there a tailored approach in, in each of those situations? Right. So, yeah, we started out with just, we have these base questions that no matter what category you fall into, you're going to be asked these questions. That way you can be compared to different companies or throughout the industry so that you have that comparison so that you can see where you're falling in line with other people, or you can, you know, compare yourself with a company of similar size or not. It, you know, it, it leaves you open to be able to, to use that data however you'd like. Gotcha. Perfect. That answers my question. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot more, uh, I think, embrace PSMS and, and RP1173 as, as we kind of ramp into it. I think, you know, people's question there, you know, how do I get started? You know, um, I joke with Steve the other day. One, one thing I always say kind of in my speaking presentations is almost one of my wrap up and action items at the end is people always say, well, okay, how do I get started? And I'm like, man, just start, you know, start somewhere, reach out, you know, you, you can easily get tied up in, in analysis paralysis and, and do absolutely nothing. And so sometimes it's just getting started, reaching out to the right people um, and, and looking what that path looks like uh, for you and your team. So uh, I think what you guys have brought up already is a, is a great start to that. For those that maybe it's a bit more foreign, you know, this is a good way to kind of ramp up into it. Uh, you don't, you know, it's, it's really assessing what you're already doing. It's not saying right or wrong. It's looking at it first and analyzing that. So I uh, appreciate that, that time and kind of breaking that down for us. Uh, Steve and Kelsey and Steve, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, any final words just to, to sum it up? In your sure, eyes? sure, sure. Thanks, James. So uh, many of you that, that do know me know that I'm a bit of a zealot when it comes to PSMS. Um, I mean, that's, that's what I do. I'm a, a PSMS advocate. Um, and uh, with that, I, I, I can't stress strongly uh, enough uh, of how, how important, uh, it's a, a paramount importance to have a positive safety culture. And in order to have a positive safety culture, you need to assess it. You need to know where you are and then set that, that baseline like Kelsey had mentioned and then move forward with action items to try to close gaps and then uh, measure it again. And then, you know, kind of the plan, do, check, act approach, uh, you know. So um, for those who have not begun their uh, PSMS journey, um, my recommendation, and not everyone in the industry agrees with starting off with safety culture assessment, but I think it's a great place to start uh, because it can be awfully revealing. So that would be, that would be my recommendation for those uh, um, organizations, operators that have already begun their journey. Um, you might want to consider uh, this three-legged approach uh, to, to assessing your safety culture. Just don't go out and do a safety culture survey. That's not enough. You have to go out and find out what the company says they want to have happen, how the employees perceive uh, the company's actions, and then what's actually going on. So Kelsey, you got anything to add to that? No, all, all good points. Um, I agree. It's, it, it 
it may not be um, a thing that everybody says you can start with or that they should start with, but like James said, it's, it's a starting point period. And it's, it's a good thing to help you identify some areas where you may not have realized that there are issues and you could possibly easily resolve them. You just didn't know that they were present until now. So it's a, it's a great tool to, to be able to have. And again, you can then use focus surveys to, to dig deeper into what you find out in the, in the general survey. So it, it's a great way to, to start a PSMS journey. Yeah, it feels like you, it, you, sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And so That's right. it's a great place to start. Great comments. Great way to wrap it up, folks. I want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in. It's great. It's a blessing for us to be able to support our industry and our country during this time. A big shout out to our two guests that way and that way. want to thank you all for being here. Everybody stay safe, stay happy. The light's at the end of the tunnel. We're getting there and we can do it all together. So I just want to say thanks, everybody. Have a great day and catch us on the next episode. Stay tuned. It's going to be another exciting one. With that, we will sign off for now. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Kelsey. And thank, thank you, Jim. Thank you.